0: Hello, this is Michael and welcome to the Dreadcore. Hello, tonight I am joined by Graham Saunders, a um, big fan of the show. Well, I hope he's a big fan of the show, <laughs> um, and he is. And we're going to talk tonight about squats and how you can do them in um, in thirty k. So, hello, Graham.
1: Good evening, everybody, and good evening, Michael, and everybody in Podcast Land.
0: Yeah. So, um, right. So, you've got a fantastic squat army. I've seen photos of it. Um, I've not played it, but I'd like to play it. Um, <laughs> and um, we'll put some photos up in the show notes. I'll have to get them off you, but... Uh, no problem. Yeah, so so what made you go for squats as, a, as an army?
1: What made me go for squats? Well, let me tell you a little bit about my background. I've been playing 30K and 40K for probably longer than I'd like to admit. I started playing 40K when I was a very young teenager, back in about 1989 or 1990. I can't actually place when I started playing. Um, but it was definitely during the original Rogue Trader era. Oh, wow. Um, I played first edition and second edition. Back then, you know, I was a hobby butterfly like most teenagers are. I had Space Marines, Squats, a few Orcs. I had a few of just about every army, but I did have some Squats even back then. Um, I started playing Epic, or rather the six-millimeter Space Marine game, as it turned into in 1993 or 94. Oh, yeah wonderful game one of the best games games workshops ever made yeah and i played squats and chaos demons in epic and i really loved the way that squats were characterized in epic they weren't the slightly jokey beer swilling bikers um that they were in 40k in mm-hmm. 28 mil in six mil they were an awesome army they had massive war machines they had tunneling machines they had all of these super heavies they were just a wonderful army
0: oh yeah i remember the land trains were phenomenal that's
1: right and then in 1996 i left school and i stopped playing for 12 years and then when i came back in 2008 2009 the difference between second edition and fifth edition was vast you know when i left second edition everyone was scratch building cardboard tanks um you know if you wanted to make something you had to scratch build you had to make it yourself And then I came back in at fifth edition and everything's done for you. You buy a kit off the shelf, you build a tank, you build a model. And the creativity had gone out of the hobby um so i started playing again i needed a hobby when i moved to nottingham and i realized that warhammer world was in nottingham so i started playing i joined the first company veterans and also started playing with the animosity gaming group as well who mm-hmm. played in mansfield and nottingham yeah and i played chaos marines i played tyranids and i played eldar and i played a lot of tournaments and ah. i think you play tournaments as well michael
0: i have played tournaments not so much at the minute but mm-hmm. yeah i have
1: I used to love tournaments. Um, I heard you talking to King Fluff. I think I know Ben from the Animosity days, actually. But I used to play a lot of tournaments in 5th edition and 6th edition. And I think my experiences were slightly different. I used to absolutely love the guys at the tournaments. And whether it was the tournaments I went to or I just had a, a lucky shot at who I played But I generally found that most of my tournament games were good fun. They were played in a pretty similar spirit to the Heresy games. All right, there wasn't the narrative, but they were all friendly games. And we're we're all geeks playing with toy soldiers at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I think for, for the most part, my experience with tournaments has been reasonably friendly. It's just you get one or two people that make it.
1: There's always that guy. And if you're playing towards the top end of a tournament, which I didn't, you know, I was never a good enough gamer no, to play in the top end of the tournament. <laughs> I was I was middle or bottom. Um and if I got to the middle I That's was where you have fun. Well, exactly, exactly. Um I did try power gaming for about six months or so. I had a an Eldar Wave Serpent spam army, which was great fun for me, but not so much for my opponents. Yeah. So that quickly got shelved. Um but when the kids came along I had no more time for the practice games and the constant playing that you have to do to play tournaments. And at the same time, the heresy was starting to pick up. It was Mm. about three or four years ago, I guess. Um, I did try and get into the heresy about six or seven years ago with the Tempest Fugitives, but that was already coming to a close. Actually, the Tempest Fugitives became the Forge World design team, I believe. Um, I don't know if that's common knowledge or not. I guess it is now if it's on a podcast. Um, but
0: yeah, I've heard that. I've, I've touched... heard that before. I wasn't sure mm. if it was correct, but
1: so I believe, and I've, I've had it from a couple of different sources. You know, X Games Workshop employees have told me that basically, Games Workshop wanted to produce a more historical, futuristic, historical war game, and so they sponsored the Tempest Fugitives to go and set up this game. And you can still go online and pick up the Age of the Emperor um, PDF campaign pack that they put together. And it's very, very similar. So go and check that out.
0: Mm, I shall. I shall. So, yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so, as you mentioned, their squats epic. Um, you know, that was really where they um, mm-hmm. they kind of came into their own. Because I think they, they, they were mentioned in the um, original Rogue, Tra- Rogue Trader book. I do have it somewhere, but I haven't That's dug it right. out to, to look at. And then it wasn't until February 98. Sorry, 89, not 98. 89. Uh, yeah, that they got uh, a full list uh, in White Dwarf 110.
1: That's right. Yeah. And they were one of the main armies. It wasn't like that they were a attack on. They were as big in the fluff back in 2nd edition as Eldar or Orcs or Imperial yeah. Guard. They were another mainstream army.
0: Mm-hmm yeah so i mean they're fluffy as basically they're the, they're the dwarf archetype
1: in that's CDK. right so, so they're picking up on you know they've got long beards they're very short they've got the high tech so they're miners and engineers which appealed to me i'm an engineer so that yeah. side of it appeals to me and where i started with squats was back in fifth edition towards the end of fifth edition there was such a thing as the leaf blower imperial guard army and when I was going to tournaments, that's what I wanted. I wanted an all-tank army and a guard army. And I'd got all these old squat plastic models from the early 90s, and I brought about a dozen chimeras, and I converted myself a leaf blower guard army. Mm. And I finished it on the week that 6th edition was released, when, if you remember, 6th edition completely destroyed tanks. Tanks just weren't viable. So I'd got a brand-new army ready to play out of the box – um, and I think there was 15 tanks in my army the week that 6th edition came out. So I had to find something else to do with that army. And then, of course, it became the core of my first 30K squat army. Yeah, yeah.
0: So um, so um the fluff behind them is they're short abhumans who live in sort of high-gravity worlds in the core of the galaxy. And um so, yeah, as you stood on, they're the miners, they're the engineers. But they were techno- technologically independent of the Mechanicum. that's right yeah so they've got a
1: parallel development of technology yeah admec went very very superstitious and went one way with the vehicles the squats went basically downwards so they had the tunneling machines which was the termite the mole and the hellbore so the termite used to hold 10 or 12 the mole would hold 20 or 30 and i think the hellbore could hold about 100 or so models
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that was uh back in epic
1: that's uh, right, yeah, uh, wonderful, wonderful times.
0: Wonderful models. Uh Okay, so, uh, and obviously they lived on mineral-rich worlds, and um that was sort of what gave them their independence, because they were unsuitable for humans to mine. So they That's were able to right. sort of say, hey, actually, you know, leave us alone, and we'll ju- sort of do what you need us to do, but, you know, keep away.
1: <laughs> so in the background, Fluff, they originally were traders and I think the Eldar are actually traders as well originally in the old rogue trader fluff. Oh yeah. And they traded with the Orcs, they traded with the Eldar, mm-hmm. they traded with the Imperium. And the story goes that they tried to trade with the Orcs, but Grunhag the Flayer, um, one mighty Orc war boss, actually uh, turned traitor and started a massive war against the Squats. And that's when the Squats and the Orcs started this massive animosity for the next ten thousand years.
0: Mm yeah yeah because obviously you've got the uh because obviously uh, i'm sorry i'm just pulling open road trader um (laughs) uh, as we speak and uh yeah no not really much in the way of squats in here but uh
1: no not a great deal in road trader loads in the second edition
0: oh yes yes it's slot in the Lots in the, in, in the, in the, in the later on books, because obviously mm. Rogue Trader was, I mean, uh, I, I wasn't around for Rogue Trader. I'm, I'm a little bit old, younger than you. <laughs> um, well, when you left upper school, I started upper school. So,
1: <laughs> so we nearly crossed over.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a three years there. So yeah, squats here, Homo sapiens rotundus in the, um, in the abhuman section. It's got their That's fighting right. characteristics and it's quite, uh, you know, just generations of life on a high gravity world has caused changes in the physique of long established humanoid populations. They have a tendency to become short, averaging 1.4 meters, but also very squat, bull-necked, and generally muscular. Humans of this appearance are known as squats, but also as dwarves by other less than, and other less than complementary names. Along with physical changes, Squats have associated psychological adaptations that make them extremely practical and skillful with weapons and technical equipment. They are also very abrupt, tact-term and difficult to befriend, preferring the company of other Squats. They are especially intolerant of aliens, especially the Orcs, who they loathe and despise. In the Imperium, Squats are the only abhuman type commonly seen, occupying positions over authority, even entering the priesthood and high ranks of the Inquisition. They are tough fighters and are regarded by many as the most reliable warriors in the army.
1: So that's the old Rogue Trader background, and a yep. little-known fact is that that background is still in 7th and 8th edition as well. Yes, if you go is. to the appendices, um, there's a little section on the other Abhumans in the Imperium, and they got retconned back into the Imperial fluff um, back in 7th edition. Tonight. It was 6th edition. Was it 6th?
0: Yeah, it was so six. It, it was in the back, back they, because they, years, they, did, um, they did Beastmen as well.
1: That's right. Yes, yes. So they brought all of their old IP back into the game back in sixth. Then yeah,
0: because because uh, obviously they spent quite a bit of uh, time in the in in, in uh, as devoured by sorry, I did air quotes there, devoured <laughs> by tyrannids. Um,
1: that's right, uh, devoured and by tyrannids. That's why I started a tyrannid army. Nice. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a great joke that if I've got a squat army. Then, what's their biggest rival? Of course, it's the Tyranids. So I have the the two armies basically to rival each other.
0: Nice. I, I have the same with Ultramarines and Word Bearers. So, mm-hmm. um, it I, th- I think it's actually quite common for people to do that. So, um, yeah. So uh, obviously, the Tyranid it was never. I don't think that's ever been. I mean, you mentioned it before. It's never been properly confirmed. I think it's it's sort of an almost throwaway comment that uh, was made by was it Jervis Johnson.
1: I don't know if it was Jervis or one of the other design teams and basically what happened in the early to mid well sorry mid to late 90s they got sick of talking about squats so they just threw out this throwaway statement that the squats got ate, uh, eaten by the Tyranids and then no one heard of them for 20 years. Um, i think it was one of those things it was just a throwaway comment rather than a, a real bit of fluff yeah, uh, yeah and i think they've come out recently and said yeah that was a joke and yeah. the squats have started to re-emerge again i don't think we're going to see them as a race in 40k although i would absolutely love it but we've just got the bounty hunter in necromunda yes and we have just had released by forge world a termite and a mole and they were never imperial. well they were imperial war machines in epic but they were squat vehicles first and foremost oh, definitely. so they they're starting to come back whether we see a, a full army range i'd be surprised but I would be as well. they're in their thoughts again at least
0: yeah definitely i mean the um the, the i mean what jervis has said um i can't remember, i can't remember the source of it but it was basically that they've become a joke um and they couldn't sort of put put them you know they couldn't get themselves in the frame to write a codex for them you know, they didn't want to write the codex because they saw them as a joke in 40k, compared to the epicness of them in epic.
1: That's right. In in 40k, they were uh, they were heavy metal rock star bikers. Yeah. You know, they'd got beer bellies. They were always drunk. And they were riding motorbikes, and they were the worst of pastiches. Mm-hmm. But in epic, in six mil they were awesome mm. they yes they had bikes but they also had the termites the tunneling machines the leviathans they had all of the heavy war gear the airships the land train
0: yeah i think they were i, I can't remember who else had there weren't many armies in epic that had air support
1: i think there was um space, space Marines, Marines obviously had the, the thunderhawk Thunder Thunder and that was it
0: and, and then it was just the squats yeah Yeah, so they they were pretty powerful in Epic. I remember not doing very, very well against them whenever I came up against them. So, you know, I was always, oh, I've got to play squats.
1: One of my rashest decisions when I decided when I was 18, I'll never play this silly game again. So all of my models went to the local gaming club, including a massive all-metal squat Epic army. Um, Oh, no. I've never been able to track it down again.
0: Oh, no. We make mistakes when we're young. I left my I left my chaos dwarves in my in my parents' attic, and when they moved home, they left. <laughs> them. They, they 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 left them.
1: And they're still there somewhere.
0: Nope. I got in contact with the guy who lives there who who lived there straight up as soon as I found out because my parents didn't tell me they moved for about <laughs> six months.
1: My parents tried that on me for about a decade.
0: Yeah, and. Um... Uh, and I got in contact with a guy who'd who moved in there, and he was like, oh, no, I just threw them out. I thought they were thought they were useless. Oh, no,
1: just like, toy oh. soldiers.
0: <laughs> and you look at how much they go for now on eBay, and you're thinking, They're oh. They're hundreds,
1: if not thousands. Yeah. Don't think about it. Don't think about no, it. That's, no. the, that's the extension or a sports car paid for.
0: Best not, yes. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Scots themselves obviously got a lot of uh, fluff. I mean, during the heresy, you know, seeing as we're, we're a heresy podcast, we mentioned what they they did split, and some did side with the War Master and fled to the Eye of Terror in the end.
1: That's right. And back in second edition, there were even some Chaos Squat models made in twenty eight
0: mil. Oh, were there? I didn't think there were. There
1: were. Ah. There weren't many. I think they were. I think they were affiliated to Corn. But there were a few. So if you go onto the internet, if you go onto, I think it's Stuff of Legends or solegends.com dot com,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: can find the old catalog sheets, and you will find a few Chaos squats there.
0: Oh, I'll we'll have to have a look. Yeah, but uh, there's all sorts of mental stuff that they made back in the day, though, isn't there? Uh,
1: crazy times.
0: Yeah. were, were the Chaos or Chaos orcs even.
1: There was everything. Yeah,
0: there was everything. Oh, those heady days, eh?
1: <laughs> nostalgia is a wonderful thing
0: it is it is um but yeah no uh so chaos so so it's one of those things that's always confused me i mean we've acknowledged that orcs are in the timeline sorry not orcs Squats are in the timeline and that they were involved in the war but Forgeworld world hasn't actually touched on them at all in the heresy <laughs>
1: Well, yes and no. Um, A little birdie, again, um, an X Games Workshop guy from the uh, development team, told me that the Crusade Imperialis book, or rather the Colts and Militia book, was largely designed with squats in mind. Ah. Um, How the Colts and Militia list was created was simply by an employee of the Forge World design team He wrote it in his evening and his weekends, and then he brought it into the design team simply to play with. It wasn't to be published. He simply wanted to be able to use his Imperial Guard or his Squats or his Mm. beastmen or whatever he wanted to use in games of heresy. So it wasn't designed to be published. It was just there for the guys to play their games with. They liked it so much that they created their own red book for it, and it went into, was it book four or book five? Book five into book five and then it became its own red book soon after along with the solar auxilia
0: yeah and knights
1: that's right so Uh, the way that that list works
0: was in the book yeah it was just solar auxilia knights and um Hmm. and uh
1: yeah so what makes that whole list work is the provenances and when we get on to talking about the army lists and how you build a squat army, it's all based around these provenances. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So we'll start off, how about we start off by the most essential thing, which is getting models for them. Obviously, um there are some still available on eBay, Um, which I think you'd mentioned in the initial message you sent us about this, uh about squats.
1: That's right. Yeah, because they're not that expensive.
0: No, no, they they aren't really at all. I'm just going to pull up ebay right now
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you'll normally find that uh, back in 89 or 90 they produced uh, one of the rtb box sets and you used to be able to get 36 plastic squats for the princely sum of nine pounds 99 well nowadays i think that same plastic box set and 36 squats will probably cost you about 40 or 50 pounds on ebay but 50 pounds for 30 odd models is still cheap in today's terms if you're looking at three or four pounds for a single resin space marine i've got one from here forge world.
0: i got one here which is 21 pounds for a box only. oh is that box only yeah they're just selling the box for 21 pounds that the squats came in
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, but, wow but that... the plastic inside's worthless
0: yeah, that is, that is, uh, that is crazy. They're, they're selling the box. But yeah, there's all sorts of squat models on here. Um, guild masters, uh, heavy weapons teams. Oh my God, some of the prices. Um, so yeah, the, the, the there is still a plethora of the original models available. Um, oh, in fact, there's a corn. Um, yeah, there's a corn one.
1: So they are still available. You, you can pick them up on eBay and they're not that pricey. Yeah, 20. But there's also alternatives.
0: 20 quid for a, for a, uh, yeah, 20 quid for a, a corn, a corn space squat, uh, it's chaos squat. Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, but they're, they're, they're there. They're there on eBay. I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm just, I'm just looking through now and in between some gym gear, there are, there are lots of squat models, <laughs> mostly metal and they are, they are pricey. Lots of epic stuff. Uh, there's a, there's that's a lot. Right there's a probably lot
1: probably
0: mine there's a lot there um so yeah some fantastic some fantastic stuff there but it's not just the old games workshop range that that we've got there's a, there's a few ranges out there i identified f- four places you could probably get away with these models obviously you're not taking them into warhammer world cuz uh, all warhammer stores but we don't play that often at warhammer stores with heresy cuz a lot of them say no <laughs>
1: That's the problem I've always had with my armies. Almost every army I do is full of conversions. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I they're scratch-built, yeah, the you've... guys love it. And got... The guys at Warhammer World will love a scratch-built army. But if you're walking in with other people's models, then that's when they get twitchy.
0: Yeah, because you've got that fantastic Space Wolves army I've played against. Uh, really... That's
1: right. Well, And they're fine with that. Um, or rather, they're fine with the infantry. They turn a blind eye to the Ramshackle Games tunnelling machines. Because those ramshackle games tunnelling machines are basically an emerging termite transport, the drilling machine, and... They were in the original Tempest Fugitives book back in, or the Tempest Fugitives PDF, back in about 2007, 2008. Mm. And so I think that the guy who runs Ramshackle Games, a guy called Curtis, who's an awesome guy, um, I think he actually produced those with the Tempest Fugitives partly or fully in mind. You'll actually see a photograph of those Ramshackle Termites in the old um, uh, Tempest Fugitives book.
0: Yeah yeah but I, I love that army it's really it's really really nice nice mm-hmm. to play against so uh yes so what what so some of these alternative models you might not do so well against you might not do so well take them to um warhammer world but you've got i mean the, the first range that that springs to mind is the mantic uh warpath forge fathers
1: that's right and they're my favorite models um a little bit about mantic first of all mantic was set up by a guy called ronnie yeah ronnie renters the ex that's him and he was the ex games workshop um worldwide sales director and he left under a bit of a cloud set up his own company called it mantic um, and mantic's sole aim is to outdo games workshop at whatever games workshop do and one of the first ranges they produced was squats well of course they called them forge fathers but the models are stunning um, their infantry are just the right height. They're a squat, stocky space dwarf. They've got a range of guns. They've got a dreadnought. They've got um, a flat cannon. They've even got a couple of tanks and a flyer nowadays. They're all very, very similar to the old Epic range. Yeah, they've uh, got, a, no they've, they've got, they've got there. a battle
0: tank, which, you know, we'll do as a Lehman Russ. That's um, right. You've got your... Um, the The... the, the dracar apc you know that that's a that's a, that's a rhino right there that's it yeah that's only 20 that's 20 quid so it's a bit they're cheap
1: they're, they're made in nottingham and the models are absolutely dirt cheap um i picked yeah. up some of the forgefather infantry the basic squaddies and i think they're 20 models for a tenner
0: um you get for the basic the basic infantry is the steel steel warriors is it that's it uh steel warriors uh, i'll just open up the page here i'm loving this new silent mouse uh, yeah 10 10 steel warriors in hard plastic and they cost you 14.99
1: okay so that, and they're and that's still a lot cheaper than anything you yeah, pick up from. Yeah, 25mm
0: round bases, so.
1: If um, you do your homework, then every year, Mantic do a, a crazy Christmas sale. They do. Where they'll yes. drop their prices by about 30 to 50%, and you can pick up some real bargains. Yeah,
0: but these these are very nice models. You've got, to go, you've got a mixture of, um, uh, of heavy weapons and, uh, and, and standard weapons here. Um, they are quite quite nice and you can get yourself a starter set um which has got one two three squads i think here um was it 30 plastic steel warriors um ford guard with weapons and command options so i think they must they they look like they're some sort of heavily armored guys i'm not sure what you would use them as a proxy for um a weapons platform which looks you know clearly like a rapier um and then you've got your your Iron Ancestor in what looks like Dreadnought armour.
1: That's right. One thing you have to be careful of with the Mantic range is they re-released the Forge Fathers about 18 months ago, and they actually stretched the Squats slightly. Um, So whereas the original Forge Fathers were definitely Squats or Space Dwarfs, the new Forge Fathers are slightly taller. They've actually got discernible legs, um, and they've got a neck. Which of course squats don't normally have. So they're almost as tall as a guardsman, but not quite. So if you're gonna go this route, you need to pick up the older version, the first run of the Forge Fathers, which are still available on the Mantic website, but you have to pick and choose carefully. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the new versions, but they're just a little bit too tall for, for true squats.
0: Yeah, but that's that's a decent starter range there. You've got most of what you need there for um you know to to build most of your basic troops and transports and
1: tanks that's right, so for fifty pounds you're probably picking up the equivalent of a thousand points or so
0: yeah well i don't I haven't pointed it up, but <laughs> it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me and then uh who else we got we've got hassle free miniatures, and they I don't know
1: so much about them
0: they they do their uh grims uh girms or I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but it's uh it's more dwarfy um than uh more dwarfy uh than um that than, than you, you've got you've got a few rangers there They've, they're less so about the beards
1: okay um, and i think there's a lot of metal miniatures producers who will make a few squats here and there they don't make a full range But they make a few. So they'll make the infantry models with rifles and a couple of heavy weapons here and there. Yeah,
0: but you've got a few metal gearums, um, stuff. Um, you know, they're small. They're, they're, they're often without the, um, without the beards. You've got some with mustaches and sunglasses. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're not, they're not, they've not got a huge range. But if you're looking for something to, to, you know, put out more differences in your squads. Yes
1: you probably use those models for character pieces so whereas the mantic models are great for your line infantry these other ranges are much more characterful they're in they're typically metal models or resin and they're a lot more characterful yeah
0: and then obviously you've mentioned them before but ramshackle games have um their have their range as well a lot of bikers
1: curtis makes an awesome range of models yeah uh, he started out as essentially building ramshackle models for converting orc battle wagons and that sort of thing yes um, absolutely. he made a few bits for squats um curtis at ramshackle now makes a land train he makes the tunneling machines um what else does he get go? he's got all sorts of models um and i buy a great deal from him he's based in nottingham and he only lives a couple of miles from my house and he's <laughs> he's no businessman but he's a very very generous guy a l- l- um, l- lot of so...
0: people based in nottingham
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the lead belt still yes. and what curtis will also do is if you buy a few models from him he'll also give you some seconds so miscasts and he'll let you have these you know if you want to make some scenery or if you want to try and cobble something together you can buy the miscasts from him for I think normally about ten pounds for a a pound in weight of resin. So yeah. you, you get bags and bags of stuff from Curtis, and he's an awesome guy to buy from.
0: Yeah, and there's and there's a massive range there. I mean, just looking just looking through it now, you know, I mean, you've got that, the Battle Dog, um, which is a lovely looking Lehman ross style tank, but more boxy. Um, you know, that's definitely something I would. Uh,
1: yeah, he's my absolute out and out favourite model producer. Yeah. You know, outside of Games Workshop, who are a multinational, multi-million pound business, Curtis is a single guy casting in his shed. He models all of the miniatures himself, yeah. and then he casts them in his back garden in the shed. Yeah, and he's just a one man band building an awesome range of models. I can't recommend him enough.
0: And then obviously you've got the boring machines which you use as drop pods, which are fantastic. That's right. Um, yeah whereas obviously i uh, will talk about the termite in a bit because that might be supplanted but it would make an excellent termite marker
1: that's right yeah so the termite the boring machine as curtis calls it from ramshackle games is um is essentially a an emerging termite so it's coming out of the ground it's burrowing out from underground yeah and I think it was used, and it actually had rules in the old Tempest Fugitives uh, version of Heresy. Mm-hmm. So in the old Age of the Empire PDF that they put yeah. out in the late 2000s, it's actually in there. The picture of it is in there, and it's got rules. Um, and any marine army could use these termite transports in original 30k from the Tempest Fugitive times.
0: Yeah, and I'm just having a look at the power yarl as well. That is a, that is a fantastic model there. Um, obviously, a HQ, uh, you know, your, um, your, um, what you could force commander. That will make an excellent force commander.
1: That's right. And he's great at character models as well. Very, very one-off, unique pieces.
0: Yeah. And then, yep, I've got the, uh, is that the land train there? Yep. Yeah, the, the squats, mini squats, bounty hunter crew. Is that, is that the land train? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a mini land train. That's right. Yeah. Pretty, pretty decent, uh, piece of kit there. So yeah, oh, and it comes with a, comes with a few other models as well. So definitely, definitely, lots of products available um, mm-hmm. from from Ramshackle, and then that's right. The last one, which is Games Workshop themselves, they do the Carradon, um, the Overlords.
1: That's right. So if you want an army of squats that you can take to Warhammer World or to your local GW. Uh, local friendly game store, then you can do it with Games Workshop models nowadays. And again, this is another thing that gives the Squat fans hope that one day Squats will come back to 30k and 40k. Is that they've just come back into what is now uh, what do they call it? Age of Sigmar. It's Age not Warhammer Fantasy yeah. anymore, is it? Um, it's come into Age of Sigmar as its own fully fledged army. Now the the Sigmar Caradon Lords are very very mechanized. Space dwarfs, very yeah. mechanised dwarves. They're not space dwarves, no. but they almost are. Yeah, um, they're wonderful models.
0: They are lovely models. Absu- I absolutely, lo- I absolutely love these models. I- I'm, I- I'm not going to buy them myself. I'm not going to buy them. I promise, I'm not going to buy them. At least that's what I tell my wife. Um, she doesn't want me starting any more armies. But yeah, no, there, there's a lot, there's a lot in the range there that that you can use. Uh, particularly, that's you, right. you've got your Grunstock Thunderers and your Archonauts and. And, you know, basic infantry.
1: And so they're all there. The other alternative, if you want squats to play with at Warhammer World or at your Games Workshop store, is to use old second edition Gretchen. And if you clip off the Gretchen head Mm -hmm. and replace it with a dwarf head, Ah. either one of the Caradon Lords... Um, I use Mantic heads um, because they're a helmeted head and I tend to put a Space Marine backpack on the back of all of my squats, be they uh, Gretchen or any other models. I just like to bulk out the model a little bit more, give it a little bit more density. Um, The Gretchen conversion is an accepted alternative to a squat nowadays. They're the right build. They've got a great big auto gun at the front and they're the perfect pose. So that's a very, very cheap way of fleshing out your infantry squads.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that would be that's a that's another one. And I've got, I've still got some of these second edition Gret- Gretchen lying around. Um, I've got plenty of them. I, I suppose lots of people have because they came in the was it the second edition starter set? Second edition yeah.
1: box set. And on eBay nowadays, they're literally ten a dozen. So you can probably pick up twenty or thirty of the second edition Gretchen for about a fiver so very very cheap yeah I've just
0: seen 10 for six sorry 16 for a quid
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and they'll go for that price as well yeah. nobody wants them apart from you know either nostalgia freaks like us or people building squats yeah I mean I've
0: got I've got a few for my um for my orcs I've got to strip half them down still um just because I picked them up at the UK games Expo a few years ago and it was a it was two quid for for I think a hundred of them. <laughs> i mean half of them were one. half of them were useless um but <laughs> but were. you
1: still only wasted a pound
0: yes yeah it was it was uh, a <laughs> was pretty good um and then uh i think they were just selling them by the weight <laughs> because there was so many people trying to get rid of that kind of stuff
1: that's right yep no one wants them anymore
0: no which is a shame because they're good models uh well depends on your point of view and obviously we've mentioned the termite drill coming from forge world which I understand and from from what was said at the open day it is going to be available for militia
1: yes so you know we've almost come full circle we've now talked about buying your squat models from any other of these third parties and then completely out of the blue forge world decided that they're going to produce a termite and a mole transport of their own now I've yet to see the price tag, um, but, you know, Forge World well, don't do cheap, but they do do beautiful. So uh, straight out of the bag, there's your like squat transports.
0: I'm going to take a stab at 80 quid, and I'm basing that on the price that they were at Adepticon.
1: Ah, so they're already available.
0: Some have be- Some were on sale at Adepticon early. Wow. So that means they, you know, they'll be with us in, well... You, I, I should imagine by the time of the London Heresy, I'll be able to buy a, a termite.
1: If Brilliant. I want Brilliant. so by the time this podcast goes out, you'll be able to see those on the shelves.
0: Well, maybe this podcast might be going out um, before then. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> they hopefully they're on. The, hopefully, they're up for pre-order this Friday. But you know, you never know. But I I, I can't. Once they start selling them, they can't be far behind.
1: No, no, and they're stunning models, so whether that's the tip of the iceberg or just a one-off design that the guys in the design studio decided to produce, I think they're building up for the Siege of Terror, and of course you want tunnelling machines to break into the Emperor's back garden. Yeah,
0: and there are a lot of these, and, there are a lot of, and, there, and, and the termites are available to just about everybody, I think. I think the only army yes. that can't get them is the, is the um, uh, what do you call it, custodies.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, they have enough toys of their own. That's fair they
0: enough. They do. They've got far too many toys. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so yeah, so that's, so that's the models. So when you've got the models, and i this is where I'm going to mostly hand over to you, um, because you've done all the research. You've, you've mm-hmm. built the armies is how do you play with them? What's the, what, how what do kind you of play with them? Do you, obviously, you've mentioned the provinces of war, provenances of war. And, you know, so go ahead what 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 are the provinces of war i, I already well, i already know the answer i'm I'm, <laughs> all, I'm playing the useful idiot
1: okay so the crusade imperialist red book has got the imperial cults and militia army list in there and that was produced largely intentionally for people to shoehorn squats into the horus heresy um what makes that whole list work is the provenances So as long as you take the correct HQ choice, then you have access to take two provenances, which you pay a small points cost for, for the entire army. And once you've paid that points cost, and it's typically 50 to 75 points for most of these provenances, you pay it once for the whole army. So it doesn't matter if you're doing a 1,000-point army or a 10,000-point army. You pay a 50-point cost or a 75-point cost, and you've got these provenances for the whole army. Mm -hmm. There's about a dozen provenances, slightly less, but there's two which were written with squats in mind. The first is Survivors of the Dark Age. Survivors of the Dark Age gives you plus one to your armor save so since you must take grenadiers as your troops choice that gives you a three up armor grenadier the second thing it gives you access to is advanced weapons and advanced weapons gives you a plus one strength for all las weapons except las cannons of course Um, so it makes the standard las carbine strength four it makes a las lock strength five It also gives you plus one strength to rotor cannons, so it finally gives you a use to make rotor cannons useful in 30k.
0: Unless, of course, you're playing Thousand Suns.
1: In which case, yeah, they they work in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Um, other advantage of Survivors of the Dark Age is it gives all of your basic line troops access to Rhinos and Land Raider Proteus tanks, as your dedicated transports. Which, and uh, we all yeah. know that the Land Raider Proteus is the original rogue trader era plastic uh, Land Raider, the big, tall, hexagonal one, basically.
0: And of course, the squats. So it gives did you access, access to,
1: to build an old second edition squat army.
0: Yeah. Because the, the squats sec- had access to that, didn't they?
1: That's right. The second of the, Abhu- uh, sorry, the, second of the provenances is Abhuman Helots. And what Abhuman Helots does for a small points cost is it turns your basic um, threes across the board human profile into the classic dwarf profile. So it gives you plus one toughness and minus one initiative. So if you go back in time and look at Warhammer Fantasy Battle, or if you go back in time and look at the old second edition 40k army list book for squats, mm-hmm. you'll find that squats had uh, toughness for but only initiative two. And, of course, that's what Abhuman Helots gives you. And I think that's the biggest clue that these provenances weren't just mm, put together or guessed at. There was some definite thought behind them. So if you put the profile together, it is a dwarf. It is a squat. So with those two provenances, and I think between them, they cost you just over 100 points. So survivors of the Dark Age is 75 Abhun and helots is 35 so yeah for 110 points you've got basically your squat characteristics Mm -hmm. the second thing that you need to do is to start choosing your units well by taking survivors of the dark age uh, it locks you into taking grenadiers as your troops choice
0: yeah well they're slightly
1: tougher better they're slightly tougher and they have ballistic skill four so they're essentially um imperial guard veterans as they used to be in fifth and sixth edition mm-hmm. they have access to all sorts of las weapons so you've basically got a ballistic skill four armor three up model with a strength four or a strength five las weapon yep. so they're almost marine equivalents
0: yeah yeah we had some of them at our heresy weekend uh, um Although they weren't done as squats, they were it was quite easy to see how they were, you know, yeah. just like the squats.
1: That's right. And then if you put them inside a Land Raider Proteus or inside a rhino, then you've got your old second edition army list back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put the them th- in Ava Slicers.
1: That's right. There's another alternative. <laughs> and the other thing that the It, um, it still works
0: because the, they had obviously we've mentioned they had the um what you call it? Um Ah, oh, I lost the word there. Fly is an epic.
1: That's right. So there's all sorts of different counts as that you can do out of the Colts and Militias book. And again, this was intentional on their part. When they put together this red book, um, I think there's a caveat in there somewhere. Um, it's in the Ogrin entry, but it covers the whole army list, basically, that says they've produced this as a sandbox. If you want to use chimeras instead of rhinos, if you want to use Different tanks, you know, a lot of people use old Second World War 1 to 35 scale tanks instead of rhinos. It all works. This is a sandbox army.
0: Well, that's kind of the thing about militia, and um, we will touch on militia in a future episode, um, although that'll be the main show rather than the Dreadclaw because it's so big. Um, But, you know, the militia list is sort of, um, you know, here's the rules, go wild, you know, do what you want. And there are so many models out there, there are so many things you can do i mean do you, playing militia is just so crazy because not mm. everything is everything's going to be different
1: that's right and it's also unique in the whole of games workshop or forge worlds range of products that it's the only army book or codex which doesn't have a single model for it there's there's layman Russes from the imperial guard range there's malkador's there's Baneblade, but they weren't produced for this list There's not a single model produced specifically for the Colts and Militia. And so it really is that sandbox army that you can make your beastmen army. Yeah. Or you can make your slan army or Mm. squats or um, a lot of people use Victoria miniatures for a a sort of 19th century British Empire army. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, uh, who who brought them. Although they were, um, uh, uh, you know, the deaf... um well oh death Corps of Cree. death Corps of creed yes that was it he done them as french you know first world war french yeah um which was quite interesting
1: so many different options with this army list is one of those things that every time someone talks about the Colts and militia book someone gets another idea and it becomes another expensive uh it becomes another expensive hobby hobby project
0: yeah definitely So the other thing that I like
1: to do with the Colts and Militia book is then to use all of the vehicles for counts as vehicles. So what I've got in my 4,000-point army, I use the Gorgon super-heavy transport as the Mole or the Hellbore. I use Rhinos as termite transports. Mm -hmm. Then to build my land train, I'll use the Malkador... As the engine of the land train. Yeah. And then a pair of Lehman Russes as the two carriages. And, of course, you've got the different um, land train carriages. There was a rat bomb carriage, um, a gun carriage, and so on and so on. So you can really proxy in whatever weapons you want to go with and then proxy in the appropriate Lehman Russ to become that carriage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, obviously it limits what you're playing in, in order to continue the immersion. So, you know they're going to have to be following on from each other, but that's that's a sacrifice you make when you want to do.
1: you it know, It takes a little bit of discipline, yes, especially when the engine gets destroyed by a lucky six from a las cannon and the the engine is immobilized. Then you've really got to be a little bit strict with yourself and say, well. I've paid 150 or 200 points for these Lehman Russes, but once the engine's gone, the rest of them are immobilized. Yeah. And it's a small <laughs> price to pay for, for playing such yeah. an immersive arm. The other vehicles I like to, to proxy in my army then, I use the Thunderbolt aircraft as the Iron Eagle gyrocopter. Uh, ah, my Iron yeah. Eagle gyrocopters are... Um, cannibalized vendettas or valkyries mm-hmm. with pringle tubes and um, computer cooling fans for the gyrocopter blades mm-hmm. um, i use the heavy ordnance batteries from the heavy support section as the goliath super heavy cannon and then my favorite model is the colossus so for those that remember the old epic six millimeter game the colossus and the leviathan were Imperial Guard and squat super heavies, and they towered above just about everything else in the game apart from Titans. And I use that as a Baneblade. So the Colossus oh, works, and the yeah. Baneblade basically share the same weapons profile. They've both got a main cannon, a demolisher cannon, and they're absolutely studded. I think you can get six or seven twin las cannons onto the chassis as well. So it's an absolute uh, gun carriage.
0: Mm definitely
1: so so that's all the different counts as that i use in my army but it's one of those things where you can produce your own rules um or rather you can produce your own counts as so whatever's in your mind whatever you want in your army you can do the only thing you can't do is get those squats on bikes
0: no no that is that 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 is impossible
1: now for me that's not actually a bad thing i never liked the the squats on bikes stereotype no for some for some people it'll be sort of like
0: the whole thing but yeah no for me it doesn't work
1: that's right that's the only thing that you can't do with the uh the cults and militia list personally not a problem but if it was then you could always proxy in um some bike models from a different army you could bring in a, an allied detachment of space marine outriders perhaps without a right of war and then they become your bikers so it's not an impossibility to overcome but it just takes a bit more creative thinking
0: yeah but it doesn't suit the army <laughs> I'm say, hey, you do that um, i i don't I, I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna um rate you down
1: <laughs> yeah it's not for me but if you're into uh, to dwarves on bikes then that's another way around it
0: yeah yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty good. So you've got 4,000 points, you said?
1: At, at least. I don't like to count. Um, I tell my wife that I'm never going to build another army. Um, last week, I started another army. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I've probably got about 4,000 or so points. But what you do have to be careful of with Colts and Militia is that they're virtually impossible to build a Zone Mortalis army with. Yeah. Obviously, in Zone Mortalis, you can't take anything but walkers and infantry and if you max out your six infantry squads even with grenadiers you're still only sitting at about seven or eight hundred points
0: yeah it's hard it's to virtually build.
1: impossible to build a thousand or a 1200 point zm game with um colts and militia
0: mm, definitely um is that that's that's definitely something to 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 be considered Um, Yeah. If you're going to go down the Colton militia list.
1: So Um, you are going to be building a lot of vehicles, you know, to build a two and a half thousand or a three thousand point Colton militia list, um, 100 to 150 infantry still only cost about seven or eight hundred points. And then you're still going to have about two and a half thousand points of tanks, which for me is a good thing. But you do have to be aware that these are cheap models. And you're going to be building a lot or buying a lot of models to flesh out a two thousand or a three thousand point army.
0: Yeah, because even a Lehman Russ isn't, you know, isn't that expensive.
1: It's still, still relatively cheap in the grand scheme of things, points wise, anyway.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's why you get when when people play with Traitor Militia, you end up with a hundred, you
1: know. That's closest. right, and you, you're ending up with a horde. Even if you go Mech Guard with squats, you still end up with a horde of mech. Yeah
0: all right fantastic so uh, i think that uh, that covers everything doesn't it really
1: yep so the uh, only other thing that i did um and this was more as a, a sort of challenge for myself a couple of years ago i wrote my own seventh edition squat fandex um, ah. and it's still available on my claws and fist blog if people want to go and check that out i've never gamed with it um it was a challenge to myself to see if i could write a codex um so i wrote that a couple of years ago it's got rules which are based heavily on the old epic range so all the old epic vehicles are in there Um, all of the epic uh unit types are in there so there's all the infantry there is bikers there's all the vehicles in there and also available on the blog is my unification wars um campaign pack as well which again is for seventh edition um obviously no one's going to be using it with Eighth Edition anymore, but it's still based on the um, on the Red Books, the Horus Heresy Red Books. Mm-hmm. So that, that's something else out there if people are interested.
0: Awesome, awesome. I will, I will fling up a link, um, and Back then I'll, I will have to get some pictures off you before I post this episode.
1: No problem at all. I'll <laughs> send them over at the weekend for you. Already.
0: No, but I won't be posting till at least Monday. So, brilliant brilliant so thank you very much for joining us Grim, and um we will talk to you guys next time we uh we have a show
1: perfect thanks very much speak to you again soon